Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. If a woman is alone in the forest, will she still be undermined? It's a sorority of equality. It's a bonfire of a patriarchy. Come on, your hands, bring your moms, bring your dad. Come to the Clam Bake with me. I am Lindsay Stidham. And I'm Angela Gallner. And we want to be better feminists. Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> Each week we interview different guests about the their experiences, challenges, triumphs with feminism. And follies, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay had one <laughs> glass of wine and she's a mother effing disaster <laughs> right disaster now. Already. Go take a nap and I'll take it from Wonderful here. Disaster. <laughs> it's gonna be it's a drinking app. Get ready. <laughs> They're always fun. They are always Lindsay's fun. Lindsay's just a lightweight. Yeah. For anybody who wants to take me on a date, just FYI. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Back to our script. Back to the script. <laughs> that we wrote once. I mean, being a human is tough. Yeah. And being a woman is comp. No, feminist <laughs> and woman. Well, uh, now my wine is showing. God damn it. Guys, <laughs> being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But we got each other. So let's get talking. Yeah, let's get talking. How's your claim, Ange? Well, my clam is great because we're drinking wine. I know. It's a good thing that our whole podcast isn't scripted because we could not get through it. No, absolutely not. (laughs) No. Definitely not. Um, Been getting a lot of text messages tonight from a friend who wants to life coach me. Great. (laughs) Or insulting. Insulting slash maybe I'll take a free life coach. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, let me know how it goes. I will. Okay. Um. I'm excited because uh, we launched our Patreon page recently. We did. And we have our first three patrons who I want to give a shout out to. Yes, please. Kate Hackett, lovely, gorgeous, brilliant woman. Amazing. She's been on this She's podcast. She's been on this podcast. If you haven't listened to her episode, do it now. I believe it's episode 26. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I believe it is. She talks about chiclet. Yeah. And it's, it's great. Rad. Zach Bubalo. Who are these other two people? Zach went to grad school with me. He is handsome as all get up. And, is he uh, single? Come to LA, Zach. No, he's married. Oh, to, sorry, Zach. Uh, my friend Sarah, who went to Smith College. Congratulations, Zach. Yeah. Congrats <laughs> on snagging her because she is a prize. Amazing. And then uh, Andy, who, who we don't, we don't know. know. Andy, thank you. Thank you, Andy. You yeah. are our first patron, actually. And that's like super rad. It's amazing. Um, But yeah, we started this Patreon page because we really want to. Our goal when we did this was to eventually expand into doing more multimedia video um, activism in the community and we eventually would really like to shoot a pilot uh, of this show and so we've launched our Patreon in hopes to uh, uh, achieve those goals goals. so check it out it's patreon.com slash clambake there'll be some links to it Um, it'll help us keep the lights on yeah thanks sadly doing a podcast is not totally free no so but um, uh, we love doing it. It's the yeah. best part of our week. And we're going to have amazing rewards, and we have, we're have we going to have merch coming in the not-too-distant future. Yes. So we got uh, – there's cool going to be stuff cool stuff on, the stuff on there. So check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So today's guest. Today's guest. Yeah. We're so excited. Um, we – you know what? Every time I start this, I think to myself, Angela, you need to get a last name pronunciation, and I never <laughs> a thing do. We have Lauren – Weiniger. Weiniger. That is not what I would have guessed. Try it, actually. I was going to say Weiniger. Yeah. Get Weiniger. Appropriate for... It's a terrible last name. This is not your fault. Um, It's not my fault. Appropriate for this episode. We're drinking wine. Weiniger. I'm terms with it, but it does not need to affect you. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Weiniger. Lauren Weiniger is the co-founder... Hmm. And chief operating officer of SAFE, which is a personal sexual health care company that has created the easiest way to get tested for STDs and verify the health status of potential partners. This is freaking revolutionary. Yeah, I think so, too. This is insane. Um, and I'm so excited about this episode. Uh, I know. We've been really excited about it for a while. You're an MBA grad of Oxford University. That's amazing. Excuse me? Five-year uh, reunion is week after next, actually. Are you going? Excuse me, brilliant. I'm actually debating between going to my five-year Oxford reunion and the Sex Expo in New York, because that's my life. Oh, my God, Sex Expo. <laughs> Your life is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they overlap. It's really a dilemma. <sighs> that is a dilemma. Uh, New York and London. I mean, what a life. 
<laughs> Lauren's been to, uh, the advisor to several tech companies, different startups. She's a member of all sorts of fancy pants, amazing groups like the Milken Institute, Young Leaders Circle, and Summit Series. She's a founding member of Dreamers Doers, an ambassador to Breakout. She is a freaking badass. Yes, Aww. totally. Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> But I'm we, so excited. We always start with one question. We do. We do. Which Are is, you a feminist? Why or why not? Uh, hell yes. Um, because I support women in everything that we do. And to say you're not a feminist is the opposite of that to me. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just pushing Lauren's mic closer. Um, you can talk really close to, to this oh, mic. Okay. Um, is this good? That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I think feminists... It's funny because I think the word got a very, it obviously got like a weird, dirty connotation. Um, And I think it's coming back. But to be a feminist doesn't mean that you hate men or or anyone else. But it does mean that you support women like hell yeah. And that is, I mean, so much of what we're doing is, is all about that. And like helping women regain their power, take their power, and helping all people. But... I'm a feminist and a manist, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Amen. A peopleist. Love it. I love all those things. So tell us about SAFE. Uh, will do. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so SAFE. So we're a sexual health care company, um, and we launched with the app. So the app uh, lets people show their verified STD status privately on their phone, so you can confirm your partner status before putting yourself at risk. Um, and then it's also, it makes it very, very easy and inexpensive to get tested. So the goal is to really you know, eradicate STDs in our lifetime, or at least uh, you know, significantly reduce them. Um, they've reached an all-time high, and it's this issue that nobody wants to talk about. Um, it is the least sexy part of sex. Um, but that is you know, part of this whole the stigma and the lack of transparency is what's what's led to where we are today. So, you know, for the first time, before putting yourself at risk, you can simply ask your partner instead of that awkward. Have you been tested? And there's no point in really asking because there's no thing for them to show. Right. Like, how do you ever know? Yeah. Why? Um, and you prove it, and people can show you know photos of their you know printouts or patient portals. Although people are faking those, actually, if you want to see really? something. Dude, if you want to see something horrifying, Google uh, fake STD test results. Oh, There's, God. like, pages oh, of, like, fake portals, like, quote, for entertainment use only. So, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, but it's, like, it's really annoying to get tested. So I think a lot of people just don't bother and their partner wants them to have been. And this is them cutting corners to to have proof. So it's the first way. We, we, you know, we partnered up with all the biggest labs and, and doctors and providers in the country so we can just import your data from anywhere for free. Oh, my God. And there's wow. no excuse then if I say, How, are you safe? And you say, oh, I don't have it. Like Then it's not, oh, I have been tested. Why don't you believe me, baby? It's like, fucking show me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can curse on this show. Absolutely. Yes, you can do it every yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when, when did you become involved with SAFE? And what um, is your role? Yeah, so I was involved at the very beginning. I wasn't as involved as now. Um, it was my co-founder's idea. It was uh, Burning Man uh, two years ago. Hell yeah. Um, great idea. So, um, <laughs> I love that you're like, everyone's <laughs> naked and fucking. What, what do we need? We need an, there's an app for that. <laughs> there, there should be. Um, no, I mean, he was, uh, he was dating this girl. She only will have sex with you if you've been tested. He was supposed to have gotten tested. He made an appointment, whatever, long story short, uh, he didn't, and it was a big deal. And, you know, it just started getting things kind of uh, sparked, and, and he had had the idea before, and he was like, you know, it would actually be possible, but, like, we'd have to get these really big partnerships, and it was it even possible legally and all this stuff, and then, you know, it kind of came back, and it was still mellowing, and, and so he was really running with it at the beginning and, like, got some of these things in place, and then we started looking like, well, shit, like, we got these like some of these big partners and well it's actually a really huge market and like why no one's doing this but also it wasn't possible legally until like just then like the law changed so we can do it what was the law that shifted well so um so there's a new ruling that went into effect and it basically means that the patient now owns their data so like you the patient can request your results from the lab and they have to release it to you, which seems like, yeah, like the lab should have to yeah, release. Yeah, that seems like really, right? Obvious. So like a lot of things Especially are like. when you get those lab bills yeah. when you don't have insurance and you see yep. how much stuff really costs. That's a big thing we're fixing yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like all these, a lot of these things that are in place to like, quote, protect the consumers are actually like, 
not. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those things that's moving in the right direction that, okay, the consumer does own their data. And so that means that we, and we're a licensed healthcare provider. Yeah, we thought we were starting like a little app. We didn't realize we were going to have to start this whole healthcare company, which we did. Um, but so that means that you can release it to us. And that, that means that you own your data. Like it's your data. You should own it. Every state? It, uh, that some. particular ruling is every state. All the other things vary widely by state. Like we right. have doctors licensed in like, well, now it's like 35 states, but it's all of them, all the rules are different. It's crazy pants. Um, yeah. And but, it um, very could interesting. change again. I and feel it will like. continue to change. Yeah. yeah we, we have our lawyer in house that spends a lot, like, well, all his time on that. And I would not be able to do it without him. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how, like, so many things that are in place that, like, say they're there to protect the consumer are actually really screwing the consumer. Yeah. But there's also really good people in the right places that, like, we're working with. Like, we've we've found the good guys in, like, the shitstorm of this um, industry, if you will. And, yeah. like, we've got some really great people working with us. But cool. it's not necessarily easy. But it's – we've got it – we've kind of gotten figured out now. Yeah. This, no. like, feel – like, the fact that I'm ta- – like, I'm, like, a little starstruck in this conversation with you because this feels like such a revolutionary thing It to does, me. yeah. And it's so cool to, like, meet the woman who's behind Who's doing it, it. yeah. It's, like, yeah. really, really cool. I have, like um, – just even t- sitting here now, I have, like, a million more questions. Yeah, hit her up with them. <laughs> okay, I got cool. Too, but you go first. Cool. So the, um, so the verified – so getting verified, like, on Twitter and Instagram, we love to be verified. <laughs> so what is that? mean for your app that's verified that this is really your data so there's no user like you're there's no like hey you were tested for this you're putting in that information it's all directly from the labs or the doctors so you cannot go in and you cannot go in and alter anything so it it's you know you put in so from the like person's perspective so you download the app it's free you put in the state you were last tested and then whatever information you have like just your doctor's name there's like a little type ahead you find your doctor cool that's my doctor and then there's a little thing that you're requesting results and then boom it comes into the app that's it you don't get to change it you can disconnect it if you want to um, but you don't get to change any any singular thing mm-hmm. and then cool. you request your potential partner's information and it has to be approved by the person who's releasing Yeah. It. So it's funny. Initially, we were like, it's only shown on your phone. You're only at risk in person. Uh, that's it. But then there are so many people where they're like, well, like, I want to go on this Tinder date and I kind of want to know before. Yeah. And, um, or maybe I don't want to, like, show them my phone or whatever. So we are doing sort of like how Snapchat does it. So there's a few ways. There's, like, a near field thing but, like, a username. So you give them access to, like, your username, that person's requesting. But it will never show your status, like, on the same – like, it won't show your name or your profile photo on that same thing because we don't want people to screenshot things because it's really important. We don't want to stigmatize people right. that – I mean, infected populations, there's – you know, STDs are at an all-time high. There's a lot of people living and managing chronic infections. Because, like, I'll be, like, really forthcoming. Like, I have herpes. And many, many people I'm do. in a committed relationship, and that's how right. I contracted it. And I'm not mm-hmm. dating. But if I ever were to date again, like, it's something that I think about and I feel a lot of shame about and a lot of um, anxiety and... It causes me a lot of emotional turmoil, honestly. You're not alone. Like, that's a big part of what we're doing. Like, so safe, yeah. um, it stands for sexual accountability for everyone. So being safe doesn't mean, like, we don't use words like clean or dirty. Like, it's not about that. It's, like, knowing your status, being transparent about it. Like, many people have herpes. Having herpes is not life-threatening. Having herpes and not telling the person that you're sleeping with that you have herpes, that's something. Like, we want to, Yeah, I would, know. like, say that is, like, nearing on, like, sexual assault. It's, like, taking away someone's right. autonomy. Right. Like, it's yeah. not okay. But when the stakes are so high and people yeah. are, everyone, we like to say we're taking the STD discussion out of the closet. Yeah. And so, you know, making it so it's it's something that it is expected and we're going to make it hard for people. Like, sometimes um, it's interesting because most people get really excited about what we're doing. Yeah. And you get the occasional, usually dude, uh, not saying anything about that, but it was like, well, why would anybody want to show this if they have something? I'm like, well, if somebody is, 
knows that they have a chronic infection and are planning to have unprotected sex with someone and not tell them, like, yeah, that person won't like it and I'm cool with that. Yeah, that person's a dick. That person yeah, sucks. That person yeah, that person's right. really awful. But, like, yeah. I do want to make it easier to bring up that conversation. And it, right now, like, if you are managing like, – it's awkward. And when do you bring it up? And I think there's a lot of people that aren't evil that like meant to bring it up and then it was awkward. And right. so this is something that it facilitates it and as more and more people become comfortable. And we're doing a lot of campaigns around like what is safe and like different people like beautiful and interesting ways and all like ages, races, cultures, etc. And they're safe. And what does that mean? It's so sort of status. And sometimes that's negative and sometimes that's positive for different infections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and most most are curable and they're all treatable. Yeah, like yeah. I, except for gonorrhea, which is becoming untreatable. Uh, um, like I have herpes, but like so literally, it, it, does, it does not affect my life at all. Like right. I had one really uncomfortable weekend, and then I got prescribed medication, and it hasn't affected me since, except for emotionally. Right. Yeah. Like right. my right. body has so many stigmas stigma. because of the stigmas, and mm-hmm. I feel dirty, and I feel weird, and I feel uncomfortable, and then I'm like, wait a second, is this actually affecting my life? Has it actually? No. Yeah. No. It's like totally we're innocuous. Even like we're rebrand, like we're calling it just HSV2. Same like, like HPV was like human yeah. papillomavirus, and that yeah. was really scary. And now like everyone has HPV. Oh, yeah. Every, it's like also a cold. The, it's current, cold. the current campaign for HPV, like I feel like I want to play the ad. I'm going to. I have cervical cancer from an infection, human papillomavirus. Who knew HPV could lead to certain cancers? Who knew my risk for HPV would increase as I got older? Who knew that there was something that could have helped protect me from HPV when I was 11 or 12, way before I would even be exposed to it? Did you know, Mom? Dad? I was infected with HPV. Maybe my parents didn't know how widespread HPV is. While HPV clears up for most, that wasn't the case for me. Maybe they didn't know I would end up with cancer because of HPV. Maybe if they had known there was a vaccine to help protect me when I was 11 or 12, maybe my parents just didn't know. All right, Mom? Dad? What will you say? Don't wait. Talk to your child's doctor today. Learn more at HPV.com. There's a young man and a young woman who are 100% blaming their parents for not getting them the vaccine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, which, to be 100% honest, maybe is not a bad tactic because if you want to prevent HPV, you got to get that vaccine before you're having sex, right. obviously. Um, so it's – but it's but, very but it's interesting. not all the strains because I, I got the vaccine yeah, and I still have HPV. It's not all the strains. It's two strains. It's like a f- couple of strains, but it is some of the most dangerous strains. It's the, so yeah, it's exactly. like get the mm-hmm. fucking vaccine. Get the vaccine. Get it. We have yeah. like a badge actually. Like we have a badge for the HPV for Gardasil. Yeah. Um, and we have a badge also for PrEP. Um, which oh, is yeah. Like the antiviral yeah, yeah. for HIV. Yeah. Which is like amazing. Right? That is cool. Right. Um, and that one's more like just if you have the active prescription. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Um, but again, the ad is very stigmatizing. It could do the same thing for – you might consider it for – not to like tell you how to do that. No, tell me But everything. like for Valtrex or uh, Valciclovir, like – because it that you're actively decreased. acknowledging and oh, treating actually, that's something. That's a really good idea. Because it makes it really, really difficult to pass yeah. it. Actually, like I've had. Un- I that's mean, actually this is, so true. It's the same exact thing this for is HIV. TMI, yeah. but I contracted it from an oral herpes. I can. That's how I contracted it. Interesting. Which no one fucking tells you that if your boyfriend has a beard. And he doesn't realize he has a cold sore. A cold sore. Straight and he a goes cold down sore. on you. Then you. You can yeah. get herpes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but, like, not being talked about in high school. Not being talked about in high sure. school. People don't want to talk about it. But we've been ha- – because we're in a committed relationship. We've been – I'm on – I have a U, uh, IUD, so we don't use condoms. And we've been having sex for four years, and he's never contracted that strain because I'm on Valtrex. So it's, like, very – at least for us, it's been incredibly effective no, in not passing it. It's, it's, it is more effective than, like – you were, if you are with somebody who's on Valtrex, you are probably in better shape than just being with somebody. I, yeah, right? yeah. The, the odds are better that yeah. you're not going to get it. But it's still, like, it would be nice if, it's a if huge people stigma. fucking knew that. Like, I was at this, um, I've been going to a bunch of sex-related events, uh, mm-hmm. like, related to work mostly. Um, I was at this event. It was, like, an influencer talking about sex thing, which sounds kind of weird, but it was actually nice in New York. And um, it, it comes up in every one of these kinds of groups, and... At one point, this girl's like, um, it's probably a TMI, but I have herpes. Like, it's very similar to the way you mm-hmm. do it. It's like this, like, um, 
you know, setting it up, like, oh, and then... Yeah, I was super nervous to bring it up today, but I was like, I want to because I don't want this to be stigmatized. Right. I don't want to contribute to that. And, like, literally then, um, you know, she does her, does her thing. Nobody's shocked. Like, everybody knows at least one person with it and mm-hmm. they that they know of. And the guy, like, two people over from her, he's like, actually, I have herpes too. And, like, a few other people raise their hands too. Like, it's this constant shame that people are living with for no reason. For no there reason. Much more, like... Worse. Th- yeah. It's like a really innocuous STD. I, like, <gasps> having a cold and sitting next to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah. can you sit over there? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then probably, like, <laughs> 95% of America has oral herpes and doesn't know and it. And doesn't know because it. Because they get cold sores. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. If you ever have a cold sore, make sure you don't have one when you go down on your partner. Yeah. Good PSA. Teach it in mm-hmm. high schools. People, I to fucking talk about sex in high schools. So I could go on a whole tirade. Even as immersed as I am in this stuff, I have never met somebody with that happened yeah. to. Like I, I know it was can. So I was like, this uh. is like the gentlest way to get herpes. <laughs> Like, really? Like, really? This is how it's going to happen? My committed relationship of all of the, like, casual, unprotected sex I've had that I should never have had, unprotected sex. Young women who are listening, don't do it. It was my, like, committed relationship. Pre-apps, probably. (laughs) Pre-apps. We're old. The, like, committed loving relationship is the one that it happened in. Yeah. So fun. Fun. But (laughs) also not a big deal. Also not a big deal. And so, like, it is, like, a huge thing that we want to, like, do, like, and there's, I mean, it's delicate, but, like, we have, like, there's a bunch of different, like, herpes activists and educators and whatnot, and, like, kind of, I think there's, it's really, like, a time is now kind of a thing, and so with a lot of these things, like, bringing, giving everyone a voice and then something to do about it and, like, having transparency just be sort of the norm now as opposed to the opposite of that fact like that's totally how you change yeah. things. Yeah. yeah cool so where is the app like right now can you get it can you already download it you cannot or? download it yet um as of next month you'll be able to download for select user like select beta groups and then so exciting congratulations yeah. oh, that's yeah. amazing so if you want to be in the beta group uh reach out to me happy to add you we want we'll, well tons of feedback um, how would they reach out to you uh, you can email me at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at safeapp.me. It's S-A-F-E dot M-E. I hate URL squatters. I really wanted safeapp.com, but that guy is a douche. <sighs> so so in the beta testing, um, like what is available to you? Um, so it'll be As the easier. app. It'll be the full app. It's just that, you know, we're keeping it relatively small um, to uh, a few colleges. We're launching at uh, the Claremont McKenna Consortium of Colleges in UCLA. Uh, so we're awesome. Yeah, we're doing this whole Safer Sex Week at, um, at the Claremont McKenna Colleges on uh, October 22nd. And then we're going to do a Safer Sex Day at UCLA after. And then uh, some cool stuff at Sundance that's totally separate later in the Whoa, year. Whoa, cool. Amazing. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so it's all about like these conversations, but also, you know, for us, we also want to get user feedback and mm-hmm. you know it is it is a healthcare app so like it's not like release your um social network into the world like you know it's hyper secure and it's all HIPAA compliant and all of the things but also like we want to be pretty uh careful about our testing so then we'll do like the big scale up for November so if you're in the beta group you will be giving feedback you'll be giving feedback cool yeah, and it'll be part we'll of this community it. and yeah we'll just you know that's that's the one requirement you get early access um you can invite one person as well um we might like increase that number a little over time but that's the only requirement is give us feedback bad good ugly funny all of it it just it just feels like so much relief when i think about this it just feels like a relief it's like when we don't have a way to like do anything about a risk we like put our head in the sand and say yeah, fuck it yolo right. like whatever but it's like I, it's a pretty simple thing like uh, have you are you safe have you been tested like show me cool yeah. yeah okay and obviously it's only as good as your last test and sure all of that but right. like we're smart enough to like make our there. own like decisions yeah. that's you know if you're a if you're a random dude on Tinder and you were tested six months ago, like, you should use a condom. You should definitely use a condom. But yeah. also, like, you've been dating for a few months and whatever. Like, and just people make their own decisions anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, crazy stat. Like, um, I'm, like, you know, constantly looking at stats and these things. And um, there is a, a condom company did this uh, whole study. And they were bragging, like, 48% of millennials use condoms. And I'm like, that seems so low. Yeah, I'm like, what yeah, about the other what? 52%? That is, like, shockingly yeah. low. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Well, because, like, 
I, I mean, I'm 34. Like, I was, you know, telling, but like, I remember the AIDS crisis very well. Like, my cousin died of AIDS. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Like, it was like use condoms, but like, it was the, beaten. The kids these days they do don't not remember. Oh my God. It. That's they insane. don't remember mm-hmm. it. It was beaten into us. I went to yeah. a very liberal high school. I went to performing arts high school, so we did talk about sex, and mm-hmm. we had a great health class. And we had a great science class, which I mentioned to Angela the other day. That we're like that science class maybe borderline fucked us up, but <laughs> I want to hear about but the science class now. <laughs> they were like, I mean, we had condoms at our guidance counselor's office in high school, That's and it should be. we were beaten over the head like use a fucking condom, like use one. Yeah. And um, I think it put my friends and I in a state of retarded development. We're still catching up. But I would say probably most of the time we're having safe sex. So there you go. <laughs> it's so funny with this because it's like on the one hand, it's like from the public health perspective. And it's funny because we're on the one hand like doing all the sexy stuff and then also like you know working with like the CDC and all these public health people. But it's 14 to 27-year-olds that are – 14 to 24-year-olds that are like that highest risk. Mm-hmm. But like if we go market to 14-year-olds, people are going to like lambast us obviously so it's like okay how do we like educate but not it's you got to catch them in college it's perfect i feel like that's that's true that is perfect yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's it it saddens me every day that we're a country that can't talk about sex in high school because plenty of high schoolers are having sex But all the cool ones are. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, listeners. Just kidding. I didn't have sex until I was almost 22. <laughs> I did yeah. too. I was 24 saying. club. So wow. old. Look so at old. Amazing. <laughs> it's a table approved. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I was like in this theater company in high school that like we would go. It was like Emory and the CDC funded it. And we would go to schools and like detention centers and talk these skits about like sex and sex ed and whatnot. I had not had sex. And I'm like. Like, oh, like, I, I kind of was always cast as, like, the girl was like, oh, no, can you just pull out? Like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it was, like, pretty indoctrinated in this, and it was very apparent, like, at that age. But um, interesting how life comes full circle. Yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next question, because you've, okay. you've, like, hit on it a little bit about, like, law and having to deal with the law and, like, what's legal and what's not legal. So we have a new president. We're in 45 territory. Healthcare is probably changing. So for privacy, if laws completely change and Donald Trump stays on his track to destroy Obamacare, which he's working hard to do, and he's taking away state and tax incentives for it to continue, how do you reassure people that they should be using this app? Because then healthcare companies, what if they get a hold of your data and they're like, okay, you're denied because we've seen your test results. So we, they, your, the healthcare companies would never get that data. Um, you can choose. That's why we offer a cash pay option and insurance, and our cash pay option is lower than anything else because it, it is a valid concern. Like if you're going through insurance, your insurance company will have it. Um, we offer that option. It's obviously a more cost-effective option, uh, but it's only $99 for the full panel for us, oh. which is pretty cheap so we're we're keeping our margins we're doing like amazon model of like healthcare if you will but like let's keep our margins super low let's get like everybody on board yeah there's all sorts of really valuable things that we can all do together but like let's not the margins are like they shouldn't be so high like people shouldn't be making this and when we have really great partnerships we're able to do it because of some of these partnerships that we have but um we are trying to make it so you can just pay out of pocket. Nobody needs to know. Mm-hmm. Um, that except the information for whoever that, you're banging. Except for whoever you're banging, who mm-hmm. should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So how are you able to do that? How are you able to legally say a health insurance company cannot access this data? And how are you able to prevent them from stealing that data, which is very common right now? Well, the health insurance <laughs> company isn't going to, like, hack in and steal it. If you are using your insurance, like, we – you know, you're signing up and you're getting tested or you're pulling in your stuff, you can say, like, you can choose to use your insurance, in which case your insurance company is going to have that data, or you just use cash pay. Then it's just going through us. We're going directly to the labs. There's no health insurance involved. And we, that data is super, super secure. Like, HIPAA is no joke. Like, we are. Yeah, they take their shit seriously. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no no stealing and or, like, and also even if you, because obviously you always have to be prepared for hacks. Like, everything, Equifax just got hacked. Yeah. Uh, So, like, the it's. It's like just very, very distributed. So we prepare for getting hacked at any point in time. And if we are to get hacked, 
it's a it's a when it's a it's a tech company like it's a when question if you're gonna get hacked so the way it's set up there's no usable data like you can't trace anything back and it's all sorts of all over the place mm-hmm. it would require like extraordinarily widespread collusion and even then it would be pretty difficult to piece the things back together yeah like you hack in to get a database of results that have nothing to do with people that it can't be traced to you interesting that's really cool that that's like awesome. one of those like, i mean look, it's like, really cool it's, i was like a friend of mine is like you know like one of the top security uh cybersecurity experts in the world and he's like this is really like the gold standard of like so cool data security and privacy because there's pretty much nothing else you want to get out more, less than, than your, your like CD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. uh yeah so we you know there's no such thing but like we definitely overspent on we didn't overspend but like if there's such you, a like, thing, yeah, yeah, no, there, there's that's the most important thing. Is there a cost for the app at the moment? No, the app will always be free. It'll awesome. always be free to import your results from anywhere. We make money on the testing side, so when you book testing, we're paid out either by the insurance company or by the person who gives the cash pay. And then we also have a nonprofit arm as well, so like we'll donate part of our profits there, and that will pay for testing, like so that people can get testing in like at risk areas and education and all those kinds of things, but really subsidizing oh. free testing for places that it's really hard to get or they don't have insurance or they can't, $99 is too much kind of thing. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Are actually, we so just got approved, like, cool. the nonprofit as of today. Congratulations. Actually, I just yay. got, like, the piece of paper, so we are, like, that's a real thing, too. So, yeah. Holy shit. Amazing. Amazing. It's real. That is <laughs> so cool. Amazing. Have you considered partnerships with any of the dating apps? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're partnering with one um, right, right out of the gate. We're keeping it simple. And then uh, Sweet Pea app um, is a wonderful app. They're all about What's like Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. They're all about healthy dating. Uh, it's like healthy relationships. Uh, they have like twenty different uh, sexual orientation and gender oh my profiles, God. and they're doing some really cool stuff. So we're starting off with them, and then we're talking to a bunch of the other ones. Uh, so we'll start with those uh, like later, like early next year, like December, like kind of January of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, but but really important on the dating app stuff because people get confused on this part. That badge, will be, there will be the safe badge. That will not indicate your status. So it's not like you're on right. Tinder and like I'm negative or I'm positive. It's just that badge means I've been tested within six months and I can prove it in person or with the app or when I do the share, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, so you can be HIV positive or HSV2 positive um, and be part of this safe movement, uh, being that you're accountable for your status. Yeah. And in person or when you choose to share it, then that's when that conversation happens. I love the word accountability mm-hmm. in connection with this. It's, it feels so much more positive and empowered. Yeah, it's not like... It's not a fear of STDs. It's a, like, take control of it. Like, yeah. Like, and it's very much like a an empowerment message, particularly for women. Like, as you said, like, we bear the brunt of these consequences. And it's taking control of it and yeah. just being accountable for our status, whatever it may be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Oh, it's very, it. very cool. Yay. Um, so are you, some of your nonprofit partnerships, like, uh, are you able to talk about those yet? Are you dealing I with Planned Parenthood at all? We're saved, not working. Saved my well, life many times. Yeah, yeah, no. We're working. <laughs> I've been talking with them, uh, the international um, people. We're not doing anything officially with them yet, but I uh, definitely plan to. Um, like, as it, I literally today got the okay on the nonprofit side. So there's a whole lot we – there's so much we've done, but there's so much, like, to do still. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, um, nothing, like, officially and so but, like, love them and um, really good relationships and figuring out exactly what it is that we do together. Yeah. Um, we are sending – we've already um, uh, sent – like, we'll send people to Planned Parenthood within the app. Um, there's no charge for that. Yeah. Because um, I was going to say, what is the logistics? Because, first of all, that $99 is so cheap for people who don't have insurance. That's, right. like, less than I've been I, charged at Planned Parenthood before. We yeah. also send people to the free clinics, too. And we yeah. don't make money on that, obviously. But that's fine. That's so awesome. when you sign up for to do the test, like, how does it logistically work? You're like, okay, you do have to go to this location. or so, And you set the appointment for them? or how Yeah, does it work? so it works um, – uh, sort of like a ZocDoc or something. You're like, I want to get tested. Cool. Do I want to use insurance? Yes or no. Um, if you need to use, in- if you want to use insurance, then there's like a short little questionnaire because that's like what insurance requires to. 
indicate medical necessity. Um, and if not, you just go straight through. And then it's kind of like a Yelp-style interface. It's a map and a list. Things near you. There's free clinics. There's, like, um, higher-end places. There's labs. So you can go into a lab or clinic or whatever. Uh, or you can have somebody come to your home. Um, or, yeah, so um, we have um, a, a partnership that lets us do that. So it's like cool. Uber for phlebotomists. A phlebotomist. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's bonkers. A, a phlebotomist wait, wait. is a person what that is can that? come to your, yeah. Say that. Like, Say it again. Phlebotomist. <laughs> spell, phlebotomist. Phle- okay, like, who can spell phlebotomist? <laughs> Not me. F-L. Nope. P-H. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I would not have gotten it either. I was like first on spelling bee. But yeah, so we'll send a phlebotomist to your home. That's coming in like version like beta two. Um, but it's, you know, in place. Just That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And then really I'm assuming there are easy. different costs, though, right? So if you're That'll like, have a small upcharge, sure. yeah, sure. but relatively small. We're working that out. And then uh, and we are going to start. We, originally, we weren't going to do any of the, like, mail-in at-home testing. And then we decided that actually we will. So we're, I think we're going to, we're starting with one that wants to do it. Um, but we'll just have a disclaimer that this was at home because there's no one to verify that it's you. So I'm still, okay. some of that, like, that's part of what the beta testing yeah, is about. Yeah, like, feeling that out. like, do we do that or not? Like, how do people feel about that? Is it something that, like, people are worried about or, like, is it just really convenient and we should mm-hmm. do it? So mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Who, who is responsible? Like, this is all so effing amazing. But I imagine there is like so much nitty gritty oh, no design. <laughs> what? How? How? Amazing people! Like uh, I, I have like a ridiculously awesome team. How um, many of there are you right now? Uh, there are currently ten of us, um, and then and not everyone is full time. Um, but I mean, seven full time now. Um, and then uh, the rest are part time. And um, I mean, just. I have my co-founder is an amazing like human like you know he's started and sold like successful companies he's like a branding media like major strategist and yeah. just everything uh, one of the people that goes like really deep in something but also like super high level so um, he's been really you know instrumental there um, I have an awesome like creative director who's like really doing a lot of the design and brand it's it's so much about brand with this like I yeah, had, like yeah. I'm like the least cool person on my team so <laughs> it's cool like all the things are like there's a cool barometer I'm like okay I defer to you um, <laughs> awesome and uh, uh yeah I have a medical director I have mm-hmm. my legal counsel like if I everyone I hire should be way better than me at the thing that I'm hiring them for so that's a great mo in general yeah, yeah, yeah. so like at a point, it should be that I'm doing. I mean, I'm somehow still like everyone, you know, comes to me or I go to them and I provide like the strategy and guidance. But like as this team really continues to grow and come together, I should not be the best at anything because all these people are the best at what they're doing. And my job is just to bring them together and make it all gel and give guidance and, and <laughs> amazing, oh, amazing, so cool, so cool. So why do you think in the United States of America? And I've lived abroad. We are so fucked up over sex. <sighs> Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, and like, like Puritan-y stuff. But like, I, I, I do wonder if it is like the like political system in and of itself. Like, you have this like, you know, this religious christian value situation that continues to be warped um i I really don't know to be honest like i wish i had a better answer for it it's so interesting like going like honestly doing this in europe would have been way easier totally yeah it would have been super easy yeah i mean you guys should maybe expand because i feel like you could just like rack in the dough i I thought that would be way later like there's already like really huge interest from the uk they want it like now they want it like now and also i can plug into like one provider instead of multiple right god fuck what is wrong with us yeah, um, it's funny because like I'm from the South, and so like I come. Me too. From, Where are like, you from? Oh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Florida. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> we're hard. Like my house in Atlanta is like a safe house right now. Oh, it's like safe. <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> we have like so many Florida families. There. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Okay. And then you ended, and then Atlanta ended up getting part of it too. But I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like they they were fine, but uh, but I was also like, oh, maybe I should have moved a little north. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I think I embody a lot of it. Like, I'm, like, in, like, a sex-related industry, and I'm still, like, like, I, like, laugh about sexual stuff still, but I'm also, like, incredibly open about it. Um, So I don't know. I do think it's the, it's the, like, religion juxtaposed with the what we should do but, but want to do anyway. Sure. I think you're right. I think when there are politicians in the public eye who are continuously running on – um, pro-life platforms, and that is a discussion over and over again of taking away women's rights. It's, all, and it's in, only women's, and it's, it's always women. Legis- and it's like brought up in our legislature year after year, and people run on that as a platform that we. it seems like we. it's hard to make progress. I mean, you're making it, but it sometimes seems like hard to make progress to make sure that this is something that we can talk about. Well, and it's also related to, like, the, the gay, like, marriage and all of that issue. It's, like, sex in general. People thinking about sex and pleasure and any of that is, like, this taboo thing that people want to think about and don't want to, so they push it down, and it results in... Then you find yourself Ted Cruz late at night <laughs> clicking on porn tweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your life has changed it's funny, I overnight. Was talking, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to this German dude at Burning Man this year, actually, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, it's interesting because I don't something like Burning Man wouldn't exist in Europe because, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, people right. here are so sad. Like, it's... I mean, it's not all about sex at all. Like, don't like give like Burning Man a bad rap, but, like, it is... There is, like, a, there is, like, a sexual undertone to a lot of it, and... Um, and his thing was like, I just think in Europe, it's just sort of, we're not as repressed. And so here, like you have people that are just like celebrating that they can be open and uh, it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I lived in Spain in college and, um, I'll never forget it. I I didn't know that. Yeah. I Spain. I love Spain. I lived in Sevilla. It was amazing. What? It was wonderful. Every time I learn something about Lizzie (laughs) that I didn't know, I feel deeply betrayed. She was keeping it from Excuse me? Excuse me. Because if you didn't already know, if you listen to this podcast, Angela and I spent a lot of time together. All of the time (laughs) together. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I lived in Spain for like four months in college because Spanish was my uh, double major because I was a really big nerd. And um, I'll never forget, I was walking, I lived with a family so that I could be immersed in Spanish and try and speak Mm -hmm. it better. And to this day, I speak really broken Spanish. But um. I walked in one day after school and like the son, because everybody still lived at home, even they were grown ups, like there were two daughters and a son in this family that I lived with, um, but they still lived at home because they were all, I think, still studying, but they were adults. I, I come in and he's like fucking this chick on the couch. What? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just straight up. I know they heard me come in. They did not they stop. They did not care. They did not care. They were in the zone. Yeah, they were in the zone. <laughs> it's just on television in Europe, like, you see women's tits. You, like, see bodies. It's, like, okay to know that we all have parts mm-hmm. and we can use them in a sexual way and that's okay like I don't know why we are so afraid in this country of I mean Angela and I have written a whole script about it we are afraid of women's sexuality in particular not we're afraid of multiple sexualities but in particular female sexuality scares the shit out of half the population it seems yeah it's insane yeah I mean I can't decide if it's like stems more from the repression from men's side or from the like desire to control or maybe it's both. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I feel like there's like a good dosage of self-hate in there mm-hmm. too of like men who like really want to be like good and Christian but they mm. all have these base desires. Right. It's like, dudes, you're just fine. Like, just relax. Just, or like just go bang someone. Yeah, like yeah. don't rape people but like a lot of people will be willing participants right. in sex. Right, right. And now it's fine. It's there mm-hmm. the, there's the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find someone. Who will give you consent? Yeah, and ask them. Yeah, make sure, <laughs> make sure they are giving your consent. It is sort of interesting, like when you track, like, like how is the kind of collective mindset of sex changing? And it's funny because I always really yell at my co-founder when he brings this up in investor meetings, but I'm bringing it up now in like a podcast. <laughs> but like, it was like the like millennial generation and like younger. It's like these are the first generations raised on internet porn, mm-hmm. and it has changed like the mindset of it. And I think. In some ways for bad and in some ways for really good because, like, there's less repression and there's more like, oh, they want, like, so, I mean, there's there's other things that aren't so great about it as far as, sure. like, portrayal of what like sex women. is and not yeah, and all yeah. that. But, like, people having sex, that is okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
And it's cool too. I feel like there's this sort of uh, movement where like butt stuff is okay for <laughs> straight dudes, right? And like it may seem like a little thing, but I actually think it's it, actually a big thing. I think it's a yeah. big thing. Yeah. Well, it's like as girls can like have a girl moment or like be, yeah. some, and it doesn't mean that you are over there in yeah. the side of like hardcore lesbian. But guy, like anything remotely related to butt means you are clearly gay. Like, right. It's been very, very, like, not just binary, but, like, polar opposite. Binary. Yeah. Right. And right. so blurring those lines, I think, is actually really helpful for, like, society to help forward. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we'll just keep blurring them. Yeah. That's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> blurry lines are prettier. Yeah, they are. They are more artistic. So yeah. what, tell us more about you. Like, what was your journey? I mean, we know about the Burning Man origin story, but <laughs> pre that, like, how, like, has like sex positivity or sexual health always been something that's been important to you? How did that kind of kick in? It's it's really funny because um I know you know when I was in high school I was like very involved in this but honestly like I have always cared about it yeah um but like no like I started out in finance like mm -hmm. which I hated I was never I was always like I was a theater major that randomly ended up in banking how weird <laughs> um <laughs> and I mean my thing has always been more like. I, like high it's like kind of like cliche but like really high impact and high profit like I just I hated the models because of my first job and I was like in the belly of the beast at City Group and I was like sales and trading at 2005 2007 it was like as the world was going from like yeah. monopoly money to like oh shit things are going down and like I was the whole point of our program was Oh, we don't understand the impact of derivatives on the bank. And it was the biggest company in the world at that time. And oh I was my this, God. Dude, I was a kid out of college Ugh. and we were like rotating around different parts of the bank and doing things I'm like, wait, like how am I supposed to do this model? I never met the management team. And they were like, oh, just fine. Just give them a five. And I'm like, okay. What? Like those things like went bankrupt later. Um, oh so like I got like a really like disgusted, like I can't do this with my life kind of a thing. So that sort of set that course of like, it should make money. Like, I like money. Money's good, but mm -hmm. like, it has to make, like, at the same time, not like make money. Like, my, I had this mentor that was like, like, let me give you like, good advice. Like, you wanna make your money and then go do your good, like, separately. Like, just do philanthropy and all this. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. So, <laughs> um, so like, the rest of my career was kind of like a pursuit of that. And mm -hmm. I was in microfinance and, Biotech, um, but with like a social side, and I helped start um, a private equity fund uh, that was a social impact fund that was like a big focus on anti trafficking, and we invested in supply chains in South and Southeast Asia. Wow! Um, but Amazing. like, it's like God. when you're like all these crazy things, but like that, like there was like that central theme was like pretty important. But it's interesting how it does all really come together somehow. Hindsight is definitely twenty twenty. Yeah, That's so cool. I'm so. <laughs> Impressed. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I know you haven't done the beta testing yet, but um, in any we research, we focus grouped a lot. You focus grouped a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. We haven't um, done the like official beta test. Have you found that you feel like men or women are going to be more prone to use this? I mean, well, straight women are definitely like way more like super excited than a lot of straight men are, but. More, more awkward. Sure. Also, it also depends on what like uh, age demographic we're talking about, and definitely what sexual orientation. So, gay men overall are pretty like they're really psyched about it. Yeah. Yeah, because they've had to be really vocal about yeah. this because of the AIDS epidemic. They're also yeah. already they're like, like more transparent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They've they're. Yes. Smart. They smarter. had Grinder. I feel like before we had Tinder, right? Mm -hmm. I, think I think it came so. first. Yeah. In the evolution I don't of. Know. And the evolution of finding people on the internet. I don't know, but it became survival to talk about your sexual health. Definitely, yeah. When it's there's like these there's groups like the gay men uh, in general are really excited about it. Awesome. Um, and then there's group like there's the like the poly communities are like already very like mm -hmm. transparent and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these groups are really really excited. But then also you're like younger women really excited. Uh, divorced men really excited. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like sometimes you don't them. know who you're like, 
Like it, it, these pockets of like really like yeah. um, like huge evangelists. So divorced men really love it. And that's like, like a whole group of people from what I've heard, especially if you're on the older side, that just don't even get tested. Like straight really? up. Really? Like if you're like 40 plus and you they're were married. You're not used to it. Mm-hmm, you're not used to having to do that. But they see an article and they get really scared and then they get tested. It's apparently like <laughs> one of the fastest rising groups of yeah. STD, people with STDs yeah. getting STDs. Actually, yeah. you know – now, like the you know highest overall groups are fourteen to twenty seven year olds, um, and uh, there's other groups that are higher. But um, the highest per capita uh, group is actually uh, the villages, which is a retirement community in Florida. I know oh exactly where God. that is. That makes one hundred percent sense. Totally know where that is. Get it? <laughs> it's like tiny, but yeah. Which you know. That's I mean, um. You know, to be honest, I'm, that makes me like a little them. bit happy for happy them. Happy for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's like, amazing. you don't want to live out your old age with like an annoying STD, but simultaneously, I mean, like, some of the people in the villages are really fucking old. Yeah. So, like, I'm yeah, glad they're okay. getting some. But it's funny. And we're doing these like viral videos, pun intended. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, I love like, it. Most of them are, you know, it's like funny, sexy things. But one of them will definitely have like, you know, a cute little old people sexy. I love it. That is. So fascinating. <laughs> so, um, cool. yeah. so there was no one particular group that like the the, the gay men was like the biggest. No, it's open really to young, like women in general. Yeah, like, women yeah. in general are just huge champions. It's like it's sort of allows. It's women have wanted to take control of it, and sure. like the number one that come forward, like oh, like I I I do ask every new partner like that I'm intimate with to show their status, or I want to, but then. Sometimes I don't, um, but like it is sort do of. You, uh, do you ask for full on proof, or do you just ask the question? You just well, th- the point of the app is that it is proof. Like, exactly no, but for you personally. For you personally, oh, for personally before this app has because ex- like the I app mean, is very new. So before right. it existed, when you were I out would in the world. love to say that like I did. Um, but who wants to be like? The, there's so much. It feels like there's so much at stake at that point in dating. Yeah. I'm a hypochondriac. I've asked everyone. And I... I, I wish I fucking had. My, the very first person that um that I dated after a really long term, like after a five-year relationship when I like didn't know how to date, period. I met him on a dating app. I met him plenty of fish. And he had never been tested. Wait, 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 wait. Never so tested. Funny. And plenty he was of, like... Wait, wait. I'm plenty sorry. of fish is an app. It's a Christian app, isn't it? No, it's oh, not. Oh, okay. It's like, never mind. <laughs> it has nothing to do with religion. <laughs> nothing to slam Chris- Christianity. I just know. Plenty of fish so in funny. the sea. It's like plenty the fish okay. biggest one, I think, which I was surprised about. Because it was I've a, never this is like this before. One. This is before Tinder. No, no, I'm no. Old. It is currently like the. Four, I was just. It talking is. About there's this so today. many people on it. But I'm, I'm so like Bumble is actually number six. Oh like, yeah, Coffee Meets Bagel is apparently above Bumble. Yeah, yeah. I I but this guy had never yeah. been tested in his life. That, yeah, and I was like, dude, that is yeah. crazy, and I never had sex with him. Like this, we just you. we just made out, and then I, and then he was like, well, this is not going anywhere. I'm like, no shit, you've never had an STD test. Oh in my your god, Lindsay, I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I'm a hypochondriac. Bring up like a re- it's like so the girls are getting tested because we're at least going to our gyno once a year, right? Yes. Yeah. And the guys are maybe going to their doctors, but their doctors are awkward about talking about sex too, and they're not getting tested. Right. And so it's actually like a big like other campaign that it's like on the one hand it goes it, we sort of say it's like um, it's an empowerment message for women and a FOMO message for guys because. And that's such – it's a gross generalization. And, no, you know, I like you know. that, though. Um, but but it, that in and of itself is not enough. So it's like, we're, we're like, do we have this whole – like, with the university health system, we're actually, like, doing this whole, like, training thing for the doctors. Like, talk to the boys about getting effing tested. Like, yeah. yeah. They need to know. And also make it easy. So we have testing trucks and all that. They're going to all the schools as well. But to like, be honest, I feel like that HPV test is – that's why they're pushing cancer. Because they have a young man who's, like – who's accusing his parents of being like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you give me the shot? Because now I have fucking throat cancer. And to be honest, like, sometimes you got to use the scare tactic to be yeah. like, you need to know what is going on with your body. Yeah. <laughs> like, be a grown-up. Be a grown-up. Yeah, yeah. Get tested, get yeah. vaccinated. That's that's the PSA. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I mean. But, I mean, do you guys have, like, a better tact than that? That is not just, like, scare, scare I don't like you to, I like, into like doing it. We like to call it, it um, positive peer pressure. So instead of, like, stare, scare tactic, like, you should do this. Because, like, like, shame and guilt are never good right, motivators. Right. Like, you're like, don't do that. It's going to be really bad. Like, don't smoke. Like, it's like, you just 
want to yeah. smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Like, but it's like, you want to get laid. Like, oh, or you're not going to get laid if you don't do this, but it's yeah. pretty easy and you can get laid and everyone yeah. else is getting laid. That is the message. <laughs> That's a good message. That's a great motivator. <laughs> Especially for college. Here's how you get laid. <laughs> Being more attractive to the opposite sex. Yeah. Like, and also making it cool to like know yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just juxtaposition, right? Because at the one hand, it's like, we're also like the healthiest. We're all really health-minded. Like, you yeah. know, like paleo and whatever. Everything yeah. we're putting into our bodies. And kale. And yeah. Like, when the was like goop thing, they're like yeah. jade eggs in their vaginas and yeah. all that. But like, <laughs> don't do that yeah. by the yeah. way. Don't I, put an egg I, up there. Don't your put vagina. a jade egg up there. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> no. But like, this has been weird and taboo. It's like no, like making it cool. Like you haven't been tested. Ew. Yeah, you know? like you're behind yeah. the curve. Yeah, that's like, gross. This is what like, we do now. It's like you didn't brush your teeth today. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Gross. That's why I was like legit like, dude, we're making out and that's it. And then yeah. he was like, well, okay, bye. And I was like, yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> you didn't get laid because you're lazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're making <sighs> it really easy. Yeah. So even if you're lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're that lazy, then no, There's an app get for that. There's an app for that. Literally. Tap some buttons, figure it out. Um, (laughs) I do really like this question, so I want to ask it. So we're still in the patriarchy. Do you have any tips for women to remain in control of their sexual journey in this world where we are still second-class citizens? Okay, there's a lot there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a real uh, bummer of a statement, Lindsay. It was Okay, we'll we'll end up happy, but just wanted to ask it. Okay. No, no, so, so... Tips for women to remain in control of their sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, like... Their sexual journeys. Their sexual Whatever journeys. journey they're on. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. I've had my own little sexual journey. I think we all have. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think... Um, actually, it's just, like, I think it was before we kicked off the start... Or maybe we'd already started talking about it, but, like, how old we are and whatnot. And, like, mm-hmm. I, like, you know, I had really wonderful relationships with wonderful people, but, like, I was not, like, fully on my journey. And, like, I think women are so um, taught to fear getting older and, you know, hitting their 20s, hitting their 30s in particular. And so there's a certain amount of, like, well, if you don't do these things now, then nobody's going to like you. Like, I'm, I was ending it with a certain wonderful, wonderful person and, uh, my best guy friend was like, Lauren, you're crazy. You can't break up with him. He's a really good person. And also, you're going to be 30. And trust oh, me, trust me, ew. I do really well with the over 30 set. Like, trust me, your standards are going to drop. And you're going to really regret it. Jesus. Because you think you're going to be all, like, hot and great forever. But actually, like, trust me. And he meant it in the best of ways. Obviously, he's, you know. <laughs> neurotic as hell but um uh but like that is a message like we hear all over the place and like I did even though I was like oh whatever but like I deep down believed it yeah you know and like I'm 34 now which like seems really old to like what I don't live in LA and if you live in LA also our audience is young also it's like really I'm like not the same but also the same like it is great like Dating life's great. Sex life is great. Could have gotten married a bunch of times. Haven't done it yet because I haven't felt like it because it's really awesome. Like, yeah. It's like the journey gets better and better. And it's not saying don't get married, but don't do it for that reason of that fear. Like find your own sexual journey, your own like personal journey. And it might not be timed with everybody else's. And the biggest regrets that I have friends that have made is when they're, ma- they're making these decisions because they're afraid that they'll run out of time, that they'll be too old. And then suddenly you are with the wrong person at 34 or in a life you don't want at 34, which is a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to untangle that Mm -hmm. oftentimes. That's good advice. It's really good advice. Um, Did we miss anything about the app that we should know and be putting in the world? Um, I don't think so. 
It's awesome. It's going to be great. Um, everybody should download it. Is it on Android and iPhone? Android and iPhone. Damn, you got the Androids you, in Because there. I don't know who you're sleeping with, and I can't have the excuse be, oh, I have an Android. Yeah. yeah. Love so, it. Love yeah. it. Yeah, so that was ambitious, but it was important. Like, we pushed for that. Um, yeah, dude, we we did a lot on, like, we're, we're a scrappy company. Like, we we yeah. were amazing investors, but, like, we did a lot on a little but it was like important that we did iPhone and Android uh, in tandem so cool. smart so yeah. you can get it now and then be part of feedback and be influential in how this app is going to move forward which is pretty cool yeah I know really yeah. I would love feedback on all of it and um, we were growing too so if you want to get involved like I would love people to reach out to us yeah. there's like so much going on so Cool. Very amazing. cool. This was amazing. Thank you so much for talking with us and Thank for making the ladies. drive from Santa Monica. <laughs> if you're not I, in LA, you don't understand what that is like. Neighborhoods and is. driving across the city Oof, is a whole thing. A big thing. It's a big I mean, deal. I did not realize until I started, but I'm really glad I did because <laughs> I'm experiencing another part of LA, which yeah. is not that far. I come over here sometimes. It's but not that big a deal. It's yeah. still, it's a lot. It's yeah. Cool. This is amazing. Um, get you. tested. Be safe. And have lots of safe sex. And, have, and also have sex. Accountable sex. Like we say, yeah. like, have fun. Wait, what is it that we say? Oh, yeah. Do you have a tagline? Well, or like, yeah. a, a, like your pitch well, line or whatever? Well, the one thing that we say is like, have fun, save lives. Wait, no. I'm drunk now. It's okay. It's Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> I keep thinking this is live. It's not. No, no. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> what is it? Um... Oh, yeah, it's like, have fun, save lives. No, God, why can't I think, do this now? Have fun, save lives, be safe. It doesn't sound good, said. It looks better. No tagline. Just <laughs> <laughs> Done. I do like that, though. Have fun, like, have fun save, save lives, lives be, be safe. safe. Be safe. That's great. It's generally, like, be safe is generally what we're saying. Yeah. Be safe. Hashtag totally, be safe. safe, because the app is safe. S-A-F-E. Mm -hmm. S-A-F-E. Sexual accountability for everyone. Yes. Amazing. That's a perfect note to add on. Um, clams, thank you for listening. As always, As you always. can reach us at welcome to the Podcast at gmail.com, at clambakepod on Twitter, at welcome to the clambake on Instagram and Facebook, and on our brand spanking new Patreon. Patreon. Check it out. And if you are not into Patreon, just uh, like and, and subscribe and leave us a comment. Yes. We uh, love you forever. If you could subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review us, it makes a really big difference it for us. Makes a big difference so in our lives. You. We love you, Clams. Bye. Mwah. Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of a